This is some restless bonus content. Hey everybody, we are gearing up here for the restless one year restless adversity, which will then kick off win some winter. Pastor Michael, are you ready to hear more about the one year anniversary celebration? I am more than excited. Well, we have already said, and please do, please send us voicemails. Please send us emails with just a voice memo. Send them to us at our email, restlesspodcasting at gmail.com or send them, them to us on social media. We want to deal with all comments, questions, and criticisms. But we also, I'm hoping we can play a game that I hope will become a staple of the Restless show going forward called Yay, Nay, or Nuance. Yay, Nay, or Nuance is where we will interact with maybe things that are going on on social media right now, where we... We'll talk about maybe the most recent article that is getting a little bit of buzz. And so I just wanted to give our audience an example of, of something you could send us that would be perfect for yay, nay, or nuance. And again, we prefer these things to come from new Calvinist sources. We're going to go a little bit outside, just a little bit outside of that frame to play. And so sometimes we might do something a bit more substantive, and sometimes it might just be a quick, right? It can be a quick assertion if you want. But we'd love to, yeah, we'd love to get into this. So please, after you hear this, please go find that tweet that you found interesting, you didn't understand, or you're trying to, even if there's a doctrine you're trying to learn, send it to us. We'll tell you if we think that's a good formulation of it. Uh, if there is a theory you have about evangelicalism or the YRR, send it to us. Or just send it, just send us some TGC articles you want us to say yay, nay, or nuance to. And so obviously... A yay is you are agreeing, a nay is you are objecting for some reason, and nuancing it means you are finding a third way, if we will. And if you do that, there will likely be some punishment on the show. <laughs> if you, um, we we are we're here for we're here for bold takes. So, Pastor Michael, do you uh, what kind of stuff would you like to get on yay nay or nuance from the audience? Oh, there's so much good stuff out there. I mean, you just scroll Twitter for a little bit, scroll social media, and you can find plenty of opportunities to play this game. Um, and like you said, I mean, this could be the kind of thing that I mean, we could do a whole handful of these pretty quick, one after the right. other. Although we do tend to be kind of long-winded with some of these verbose, very, very verbose. So maybe we couldn't get through it. So again, your goal, if you can, is to, of course, your your goal is to try and stump us into picking nuance, right? Instead of taking a bold yes or no. So do we have to set up the parameters of like what we have to do if we take nuance before? Maybe we and maybe or... we do. I don't know. We we'll have to talk more about this. But let's let's use an example here from Relevant Magazine. Uh, amazing. Great, relevant. <laughs> relevant. This will be very relevant. Uh, also, before we do, let me just uh, take a, a shot at Relevant. If you were to simply, you know, write a satire, <laughs> yeah, of like what you think people pleasing evangelicalism <laughs> would do. If they were to have a magazine and yeah. what they would name it, oh, what what possibly could you name it other than relevant? Relevant mag, relevant mag. <laughs> I just think that it's just one of the most perfect things. Yeah. Well, I I think this the title of this tweet of an of an article they just recently wrote. We're gonna ask Pastor Michael if he is a 
And I'll answer too if he's a yay, nay, or nuance. Wait, wait, wait. So are we doing just the tweet or do we get to read the article? We're doing for this one just just the tweet. Oh, great. <laughs> just the tweet. We're not gonna we're not gonna go through the whole thing. We're not article. even gonna read it. So hey, relevant fans, if you're mad at us because you don't like our takes, just we, and realize again, we're we're just doing the tweet. <laughs> right. We are we are doing the we are doing the the big uh pull away. So here's the tweet. The church should listen to non-Christians in order to understand how we can be light to the world. Yay, nay, or nuance. Pastor Michael. I'm going to just do a hard nay on a this A hard one. nay. Hard He's coming nay. up. So tell us why you're getting giving us the hard nay on, on this attractive article and tweet they've posted. So here's how I'm going to, is this, I feel like this might be cheating, but I want to nuance my nay. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the very fact of the tweet, right? Like what the tweet says, uh, the church should listen to non-Christians in what it means to be a light to the world, right? Is that right? Uh, that is, of course, an absolute no. Um, the The world is that which is in need of light, right? Where Where do you get light? What What happened when the light of the world came into the world? What yeah. happened, right? The darkness flees the darkness also tried to consume that light uh but so so christ is the light of the world um that is where we go to understand what exactly the light of the world is so this this idea that you would go to christians and this is obviously such a like central idea within a lot of uh very kind of uh popular level especially more progressive evangelicalism Mm -hmm where it's all about, well, we have to listen, right? So you have to listen, especially to those who are outside of the church in order to understand how to save them, I guess, or what they need saving from maybe, or, or you might, you know, say, well, maybe this is going to help us to, you know, know uh, whether or not they really need saving, because maybe they're in a place that's just fine, even as they are, maybe. As I know, think the emergent church might have Exactly, they would have, point. yeah. And so this, and that's really where I'm going, that there's this idea that, you know, um, some people have enough light as it is, maybe. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the direction they go. I don't know um, about this. I've not read the article, obviously. Um, but it's it's obviously, like, when you put it in that light, it's, it's a hard no for me. Um, how I would want to nuance my no is simply to say, well, if if you did not word it in that way, if you simply said, there are things that Christians can learn from non-believers. Yes. I would say, yes. Yes. I would, I would do a yay on that one. Um, however, when a place like Relevant Magazine, and I'll be honest, I've not read a lot of Relevant Magazine uh, anytime recently. Um, I will admit that I am predisposed to not listen to it because of its name. <laughs> right. Uh, I have read you know, a fair amount of Relevant Magazine over the years and, and articles that they put out. Um, but my guess is that when they are saying this, they're probably not talking about unbelievers like Jordan Peterson or Donald Trump or people like that. That's that's my guess. I I do think an important part of how we play the game is potentially, especially as we discuss teachers who we might be much closer to, right? If from the TGC crowd, we might ask, how would you turn this into a yay, right? If if the question was, should you listen to a non-believer when you're sharing the gospel with them? Of course, the answer is yes. Right. It's not as though you walk through the world with earplugs on. Obviously. Right. It, there, are, there are things. But when it comes to the precise office and calling the church has to bring the light of the gospel to the world, we don't, we can't learn. That is like 
there are almost every, like, if you were like, what are all the things you could learn out in the world through general revelation and, and the general light of nature found in every person, almost everything but that would be on the table. <laughs> yes. Now, I do agree with you that even the idea of like, you need to, like, even if we were to say you need to listen as part of bringing the gospel to people, you might be able to get me to go a yay with you there. You'd certainly be able to get me to nuance you there because that there is an important thing here. But to specifically, the, the, the hard stop is learning to be the light of the world. Now, I'm just going to read two paragraphs from this article to just maybe confirm our, our nay suspicion. Because I do think we have tried to find a way to turn this into a thing we could agree with. That's right. I will say the, it opens with some uh, John MacArthur going under the bus for having a bad, uh, bad witness recently for ignoring those health orders. Um, so, uh, but here's, here's just, uh, here's the end of the introduction and then we'll do the end, uh, the very conclusion of the article. If American evangelicalism is to improve its witness in the 1920, in the 2020s, we need to cultivate a special kind of listening where we don't simply endure the opinions of non-Christians to be polite. We learn how to embody Jesus to our world. This interaction, what some call outsider concern, was crucial to the early church's growth. It is essential for us to, our Lord can use non-Christians to improve our witness and to make us more like himself. All I can think about is in Acts 4, when the apostles are preaching and they're thrown into jail and then they get out and they just go and start preaching right away. But they're told, you know, you can go, you can, you can be free. Uh, as long as you stop preaching what you're preaching and they say how could we obey the word of man instead of the word of god like we we have to preach the gospel um so i mean they really hurt their witness with right. these with these uh uh council leaders who are going to let them go they were going to let them go free and they could have been such a witness if they would have just listened no right <laughs> no when it right. comes to the proclamation of the gospel the proclamation of the light of the world the light that has come into the world, what it means to be the light of the world. Uh, uh, you know, this, this idea that uh, you have to listen. This is, this is so, you know, weirdly uh, normalized in almost every sector of, you know, theological understanding of biblical understanding. It's such a cultural thing that you're supposed to listen, but it's always very a special kind of listening, not, kind of not listening. just making sure I understand you, not making sure, not even just listening to understand where you're coming from, listening to understand why you deeply hold, believe, so that I can really interact with you and care on that level and understand even potential things in your past that might cause you to react this way to certain things, right? And to Make, know a way that I can very like carefully communicate to you in a way that you no, understand. No, a special kind of listening that goes beyond this, <laughs> right? Like the final, the final sentence of this is, it may be the final irony of grace that to be Jesus's church in the 2020s, like the church in its first centuries, we have to pay more attention to the world and more often be its loving advocate rather than its sworn enemy. <laughs> No, there's almost the early this like what because right the the point he brings up is like the the church was against the gladiatorial games, but that wasn't them being a loving advocate of Rome. That was like, hey, we're opposed to the most popular thing, here. right? Yeah, we are literally opposed to the thing that everybody that has any kind of influence and power is putting on. Yes, 
for the masses. For the masses that everybody loves. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I those like those first century believers who were being killed right. <laughs> for what they were doing. But but again, it is it is a it is a muddled mess of to bring the light of the world, we need to be a loving advocate for the world. It's just such a yeah, it's such a uh weird thing and notice how it's always a power play so um this is at least in what i have ever seen this is a power play because notice when they talk about listening to the world i guarantee that they are very selective in who they're talking about Mm. it's almost always a very like cultural elite right it's like you know it's it's listening to the concerns or criticisms or ideas of the lgbt community or listening to the concerns of, you know, late night comedians and artists. And it's always like these, like, uh, you know, these more uh, obviously progressive peoples. Um, It is never, why don't we listen more carefully to the Trump supporter? Mm -hmm. Why don't we listen more carefully to the the QAnon guy who stormed the Capitol? Well, he's, he's part of the world. Why aren't we listening to him? Why aren't we learning more how we can bring the gospel to him? Well, that's no, that guy, like he's an unbeliever. Um, everybody thinks he's predestined to hell. Right. We have to go to the people who we want to be in heaven right. with. We, be, we This article, and I think this would actually be a pretty fair representation of it, is, is to bring the, and Pastor Mark, you can, t- let's try this one. To finish off this, this section, this example of what you could enjoy if you send us yay, nay, or nuances is I think what this article is saying that to more effectively bring the gospel to people in America, we need to partner with Americans with causes that will play well in the media. How about that? Yay, nay, or nuance. To bring the gospel more effectively, we need to partner with causes with people that will play well in the media. I'm going to do a hard nay there too. (laughs) (laughs) So again, again, and I don't, and I don't think, I do not think the writer of this article would say I'm I'm like I'm not attempting to make his argument sound bad at that point. I'm trying to state it without all the flowerly I admittedly without the flowerly language, but what it when we get down to brass tacks, what is he saying? So why are you a hard nay even to even to our our winsome our winsome winter explanation so of what he's saying? This all again, this has to do with what exactly does it mean to be a light? What, what does it mean that the light of the world has come into the world? And what does it mean that we are to now be a light to the world? Um, this is something that this we're, we're talking about Christ. We're talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not talking about, like we've said, natural revelation. We're not talking about something that somebody can know simply on the basis of living in the world that God has made. Um, we're talking about something that is the special revelation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. And it's the declaration of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Son of God for the forgiveness of sins. And that is not something that I can get from the rebellious hearts of mankind. And it is, it is again, it is in, inherently man-centered. It is inherently man-centered when we say that that is what we need. Because it is not, it is, it is not what we're supposed to do. It is just is obviously not. And even and even in these things where we can apparently partner with uh, non-believers and 
and Catholics and things that we might have general agreement on. We must, the, as a Christian, I must never forget that even if I want to help alleviate poverty, right, or put in any kind of cause we might be able to have some agreement over, our fundamental purposes and understandings of what we're doing and why are still completely different. So even if they're like, yeah, they run this, this good program well, and I should learn from that, I still have to understand that at, a, at an ultimate level, there is still, we're still in the end going different directions. And we'd have to, and we'd have to do that with any of these people, right? If, if you're going to learn from Jordan Peterson to clean up your room, you still need to know that at least as of now, he has not trusted in Christ quite obviously. And the things based on a worldview alien to scripture, you must fundamentally part with. And even if there is some advice there you can learn from, even if the uh, Roman Catholics run a very good poverty alleviation thing in your city, you must know that there are these things that fundamentally separate you. You are, we are going in different directions in the end. So it is a nay. It is a nay, Relevant Magazine. Hard nay. But Relevant Magazine, if you'd like to come on the show, you call us. <laughs> you you can call us and, and ask. This is uh, if you would like to submit anything Relevant Magazine, anything else ooh, for yay, nay, or nuance. Yeah, I'm sure for we've our got one year anniversary. The church should listen to. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try. I'll try <laughs> read that again. I might cut that. <laughs> <laughs>